everyone. Welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. It's Shelby, and today I'm interviewing Anna and Alex, who are the sisters behind Molina Lash and Brow Lounge in Las Vegas, Nevada. They're also organizing the first annual World Series of Beauty Lash Conference and Championship, which will be held in Las Vegas as well, which will be June 14th, right before IBS, which is so clever and very convenient. I'm actually going to be judging the championship, and I am so excited to see all of the talent. You can still purchase the business access tickets to the conference, and I'll include a link in the show notes, of course. But without further ado, here is episode 43. So Anna and Alex, can you start by just telling the listeners how you guys first got into the lash industry? I guess it started with you, Anna. Yes, I was starting the lash industry in 2006, 2007. Actually, I finished my class in 2006. Be honest, it was a very poor class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and very basic class. I could not even say basic class. <laughs> this class, they just give me a piece of paper where it says, you know, just lash sizes, thicknesses, and what is this eyelash extension? I just read it, and after 15 minutes, they bring a model for me and said, like, just start performing it. I was, are you sure? <laughs> that was my first, yes. That was your first experience. Yes, and that lash extension, it was my first class and then a lash experience. I started performing lashes uh, in 2007, and since that, ta- since that time, yes, I am a... Uh, she, was, she started it actually back in Russia, so and the homeland of the Russian volume, if you would. Mm-hmm. So she started her career pretty much based on the European styles and the European techniques. And then she brought it over, what was it, five years ago? In the United States? Yes. In 2013. Yes, 2013, I talked her into moving into the United States and uh, getting her, uh, you know, getting her business started over here. Nice. Okay. So at what point in your career did you realize that you wanted to expand and like hire staff? Like how far along was that after you had uh, first learned over in Russia? You know, just actually I start to hire my staff uh, uh, when I was here in the United States. When I moved, you know, just I start my career in a small room because I was scary to, you know, just start in a big business. I just start by independent artist in a small room. And once I get a call from one of my, you know, just Instagram followers who said, listen, I like how you, you know, just how look like your work. What are you doing? Could you please teach me, you know, just your technique? And I said, okay, no problem. And she was one of my students, one of the first students. I teach her how to do lashes. And after she starting joining, you know, my team. And after I had a few more girls who decide to learn from me and start a lash career. And on the beginning, it was just only four of us in one small room. After that, we start growing, growing slowly. <laughs> after we opened we second. This, the second location, the storefront, and I would add to this, Anna started at first as the nail artist. Mm. Because at that time, the lashes were not super popular here. Right. 
and uh, it was it was hard to actually convince people to get lashes even though she was doing beautiful work but the consumer was not ready for the trend right and alex around this time like what were you doing i have always been doing real estate <laughs> okay i've been an old real estate broker <laughs> mm -hmm. for all this time and i was trying to you know like i was trying to help anna out with her you know like with her business and i i was the one who was telling anna i don't know if lashes are gonna go here you know like people love like everybody does uh nails but nobody does lashes and oh my god how wrong i was really yeah i mean it's blown up so much just in the last few years it's been crazy but it started to really take off like probably i'd say in like 2012 2013 is when i really started seeing more people even like understand about it but then you know in the last few years it's just like blown up and like even my own parents are surprised i think sometimes but when did you guys decide like it was time for you guys to join forces and start working together it was when we decided to open our second location i felt like we have a a lot of businesses and I could not hold it by myself and definitely first person who I think about it was my sister and I told her listen I really need your help that's how she become a part of our Malina family that's how she started joining our team <laughs> because mm -hmm. technically we had two studios and even though they're just 20 minutes away from each other mm -hmm. but um, geographically they're in two different cities yeah. they're both in Nevada one is in Henderson and the other one was in Las Vegas and being that it was Anna's first baby you know like business baby she was worried that she needs to oversee it all the time and so she kind of was like, she's like, I really need a pair of eyes on that studio. She's like, and you, you, you spend a lot of time in the office anyway. She's like, why don't you take an office space in this studio and, you know, like watch the girls working, watch the operation while I'm going to watch the other location. And this is how we grew into the business. And this is how we grew into working together. Okay, nice. I I think it's really rare to see that be so successful. I think a lot of times people will say like, don't mix like family and business. Um, what do you guys think about that? Like, what does it require from you guys to make sure that it works and nothing like personal gets in the way? I think we're pretty good to divide uh, dividing our sites in the business. I do more trainings i working with uh, i work with uh, our product uh, product line yes i worked with the artist all trainings techniques it's all about me but everything what uh, about real estate side some management part yeah this is the alex business development contracts um any kind of negotiations that falls on my part and of course, you know, like there's always a, there's a, there's always a good cop and a bad cop. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to do the bad one. <laughs> yeah. So whose idea was it to like start the product line? Alex, do you kind of like push 
Anna to do like these projects and take on more things or like whose idea is that to like start? I think that with the product line, it actually naturally came into play because um, as the lash artist, especially who just started, you know, like uh, at the beginning of the industry, everybody came across this problem that you had, you always have to buy this glue online and uh, there was no way or touch or feel it until it comes in. And then the manufacturer will discontinue selling one brand and you had to switch to another. Mm -hmm. At the studio and when you have hundreds of people going through your studio all the time, you know, like in uh, the manufacturer changes the formula on you and out of a sudden you have a spike of allergies or you wait for that glue for a week and it comes and it doesn't work. It's not what it used to be. It just naturally came to play that we were like, hey, there's nobody, like there was no such a reliable brand or the manufacturer that we could trust and we could say, hey guys, you know, like we're working on this brand and we always perform the quality mm-hmm. service because we have the quality product for, for that reason. It just naturally came in. We're like, okay, we're sick and tired of always researching who is going to give us this uh, good product. So we went, we did our research, you know, like we had to go to Asia. We had to do our researches. And uh, I, I don't, I can't even tell you how many, not hours, how many days on a span. I mean, like there were like, there were samples shipped from, from the factories all over the world into the house there were boxes and she was sitting there you know like trying it out and figuring it out who's got the best retention you know who feels the best mm-hmm. and all of it and of course you know like we're lucky that our clients like we we go through thousands of clients every month mm-hmm. so we could tell and we could see because we have repeating clients and we figured with that help we figured the best product we could possibly actually use. And this is the product that we rely on. This is the product that we trust. And we have developed the relationships with the manufacturers so that we don't get bad surprises. Nice. Yeah. I I can imagine like that almost being like a little scary to, to start a line whenever you have all of those clients relying on you guys, but it looks like you guys are doing really, really well. And I know like last year when I met you guys in Miami, um, we had talked a little bit about our product line too. So yeah, it looks like you guys are doing really well. And so now you guys are doing y'all's own event this year and it's coming up really, really soon. It's, I think you guys did it at a perfect time right before the IBS show. So tell me about that. What are y'all's hopes for this first year and what can um, all of the attendees expect? I think that all that we do, it comes out, you know, like there is an issue and we are always trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. So now with the lash industry and lashes being so popular, one of the things that we see, you know, like we see online, we see on Instagram, and that concerns us a lot, is that everybody's performing lashes. Mm-hmm. People tend to forget about the quality of their work. They forget to, they forget to do their basic education. 
and yeah. it is you know like it is terrible and it is it actually can drive the, our industry into the wrong direction when you come across people who are saying oh you know like i i'm never going to do the lash extensions again because i did it once and i don't have any more of my lashes left you know and i think that it is important for us to create the community and to create the overall culture of education and sharing knowledge among all of the artists and it's wonderful that we have the opportunity to make ladies happy to make them beautiful but we also need to remember that anything that you want to be good at you have to put education into it and you have to do the research and it is a total blessing that with the event like we have with the World Series of Beauty, we have the top industry professionals, people who are doing it for years and years, people who have been at the very beginning of the industry, actually sharing the secrets and uh, showing the easy way, showing this road to those who want to learn and who want to be good and who want to succeed in business. Right. So this is our goal. This is our goal to bring the, the new artists, the, you know, like the advanced artists and the top industry performers all together to shape the community for the exchange of the information and actually to make the, the entire industry better. Because we believe that there are enough clients for everybody. And yeah. nobody needs all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We only have 24 hours. So we want to create the goal for everybody in the community, the goal of sharing, the goal of uh, being able to be transparent mm -hmm. and being able to have this question answer, you know, like platform where people communicate, where people have like-minded uh, professionals around them and mm -hmm. you know like we tend to also work a lot yeah and I think that you would agree with us Shelby how how much how many hours a day do you work oh my god between eight and twelve sometimes a little bit more how many days a week do you work six to sometimes seven exactly so Every time when you think about, when you make a choice between, you know, like I need to do something for work and I need to do something for fun, where does the choice fall? Always with work. Yeah, exactly. So why don't we, like we all deserve and we all need at least once in a while this great reason to come to a place somewhere where even if the client calls, you're going to say, no, I can't do that today because mm -hmm. I'm out of town because I'm getting my continuing education and I'm actually meeting with the great people. I'm exchanging opinions. I'm exchanging my thoughts and I'm actually having fun somewhere because I deserve it. I need it. And it actually boosts my career even more. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And I know we just did like an Instagram live on y'all's page and you know I, I was talking about how like just networking with people in your industry is so important like knowing other people that you can call and ask 
things to, or say like, Hey, have you tried this? Or what do you think about this? It's just really nice. And I love going to conferences and competitions and trade shows because I feel like every single time I come back home, I kind of feel like refreshed, even though it was still for work and I don't feel guilty for going. So really good point. Really good selling point too, by the way. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. I think it's really great to, to get out there and go to these conferences. Like there's really great speakers at a lot of these ones that I've been to this year, I'm really excited for y'all's. So how did the idea come about you? Did you just, have you been thinking about it for a while to, to have an event or were you guys, was it like, did you guys just think about it this year? You know, we always were thinking about that because eyelash industry, it's a very young industry. Mm-hmm. And lash artists who is working here, they we all young. Mm-hmm. And we never had any experience in the, a lot of us don't have experience in the business part. We don't have an uh, experience in relationship with the customers. Right. And we always struggling to find this information all over. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to take a look for the different industries, they have this industry's years and years. And they have a huge background. Lash industry don't have it. And we always need something like that where we can share all our knowledge. When we can get information about business part, techniques, relationship with the customers, which is really, really important. And probably this event for us, it's a way how to find this information, how to find the right people who is already been experienced in this industry. And if we're going to all together share this information, yes, we will help each other. And definitely it's a good way for the new Lash artists. Mm-hmm. Who we are, who is Lash artist? Most of those who just finished uh, uh, cosmetology, co- school. cosmetology school, a lot of us, we don't have a business master's degree or something, but yeah. we definitely need this information, how to run our businesses, even it's a huge uh, beauty salon or even if even it's a small like beauty room. Yeah, yeah, just if you're an individual artist. Yeah, I agree. So the event is a one-day event on the 14th of June, the day before IBS, and then can they get tickets? Is it better for them to buy tickets online or, or should they wait last second? Like, do you, what do you think about the, like the attendee list and is it getting full? I would say that, uh, you know, like definitely be a little bit proactive and plan ahead. Yeah. We'll give a few reasons why. First of all, the, you know, like the tickets are limited. Second of all, You know, we have different categories and especially for the categories uh, for, let's say, for the championship category, Mm -hmm. we need to know and prepare in advance. So some of the tickets such as championship, VIP and platinum, they will be closed. And also the gala dinner, they will be closed before the day of the event. They're actually going to be closed a week before. Okay. We do the numbers, we work with the hotel, and we have to give them the number of people that are Yeah, the business access would be a little bit easier, 
but still, you know, like once we ran out of chairs, we ran out of chairs, there is nothing that we can do. Right. Of course, if you, you know, like for our attendees, the SLS hotel, they did a discount and there's a discount link to the, for the rooms in, on our website. Nice. Of course, you know, like the, the sooner you book the room, the cheaper it is. That's true. Ticket. Yeah, I literally just booked my ticket today, and I'm also staying at the SLS. It's like right next to where the uh, IBS show is, too. I think it's a great idea to do it right before the show, um, because going to the IBS show is great. There are some classes there, too, but this is just focused on lashes, and I really think it's a great idea. And Vegas is so cheap to fly into, and... So yeah, that I bet that discount on the hotel will really help. So I yeah, I hope that um, I get to meet a lot of the listeners there. So I'm really excited for you guys' event. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about y'all's salon. So as a salon owner myself, I also have two locations. I know what that's like. My locations are also 20 minutes from each other. Tell me a little bit about like the day-to-day things that usually if you're not like a salon owner, you wouldn't really think of. When you become a salon owner and you start working with people, like when you switch from a one one bad artist, you know, like a single bad artist into into working with the team, mm-hmm. first of all, your responsibility level goes through the roof. When you're out of a sudden one morning, you realize that now you're responsible for the well-being of the whole team. Mm-hmm for their salaries for their you know like for their clients you make sure that they have always uh, have clients and uh, always have food on the table and the second one is that with that comes the huge responsibility and the variety of tasks that you have to perform and that you have never thought of and that you have never prepared yourself to because out of now you're not a lash artist only who performs the service and answers the calls and books the appointments, you know, like and checks mm-hmm. out clients. Now you have the whole, you know, like you have the team running, you know, like you have Instagram, you have to have, you have to have HR, you get to do the salaries and you get to do way more accounting than you did when you were by yourself. And then you have to do the advertising and the social media. And then there is maintenance and then there is negotiations with the landlord and product and everything. It's kind of like a big clock mechanism that needs to run. Mm -hmm. And you are in charge of it all. And a lot of times when you don't have the reliable team member or somebody to help you out, it's like, if you stop, everything stops. Right. So true. So would you be able to share like what your biggest struggles were when you were like opening the salon or even still today? Like I know day to day running a salon is wild in itself, but what are some of the things that you maybe didn't foresee or some of the hardest parts about um, when you were first getting started? I think one of the harder thing that will always be and that will always play a role in our business is actually matching the personalities in the team and making sure that uh, your team works perfectly together and that your team is actually synchronized. Mm-hmm. 
now that everybody knows what their responsibility is and how they perform it. And everybody is very self-aware of the quality of service and where everybody is responsible for their own deeds, if you would. Right. So that, I think that was one of the main parts and the main challenges. And sometimes people don't see it this way. They think that, oh, I'm only doing lashes and that's all I need to be. Now, if you are in the service industry, you're way more than just a technician doing lashes. Yeah. Because true. it's people's business. Yeah. Very, very, very true. So when it comes to like your training academy and everything, how do you juggle all of that? Like what is, do you guys have like certain days dedicated to certain things? Like that's a lot. And I don't even know how you guys are planning an event right now. So how do you guys manage it all? It's hard. To be honest, it's hard. Yes, because we're going to participate ideas right the way after event. Yes, mm-hmm. we have this conference and championship. We also we have our salons, which is running almost 362 days. Two days. We have just only two days off in a year for our salons, which is the Christmas, uh, December 25th and January 1st. Mm-hmm. These days we're working. We're open. Yes. Wow. We're working hard. <laughs> That's amazing. I I actually close the salon on a lot of holidays, like even Memorial Day and stuff. But it's something to really think about when you are opening a salon, like what like your holiday hours are going to look like, because that's a lot of money you're missing out on if you're closed on those days. So that's something that I've thought about doing. Do you guys usually get a lot of bookings those days that you guys are open when most businesses are closed? Yes. So yes, be honest, we have a lot of booking. Actually, we it does matter for us day of the week and time. We always uh, book most of our artists. They always booked and also some of them, they have a lines of client who is waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some time we thought that, you know, when we just started out, we were, we had the thing that was called by request only. By appointment yes, only. But, only. but it ended out, yeah. Always end up with full calendar with the full book. And so we figured, you know, we would just drop it. And it doesn't matter Easter time. There are people, we're super lucky that we have a multinational team. We have people, you know, like celebrating holidays on uh, different uh, on different calendars, so that helps a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think about that. Yes, we have wonderful team. We have more than uh, seven different uh, nationalities and uh, countries, you know, like re- uh, countries of origin represented at the salon. Mm-hmm. So it it works really good uh, in a really good tandem with all of the girls because those who need Christmas off. They can take it off, you know, like in those who have Christmas, let's say on January 7th, they can take the January 7th off. So there is a lot of those things that we actually manage, you know, like those girls who cannot work Sundays, they can afford not to work Sundays because there's always, you know, like there's always another team member who, who doesn't care, who wants to work Sunday. Right. True. So... 
I ask this question in every single episode. It's my favorite question. I know everybody knows what I'm about to ask, but I'm, I want to know what is y'all's favorite failure, which means just a time where you thought at the time that it was a failure and of course it wasn't. I just love to hear these types of stories from all of the guests. So do you guys have one? If I were talking about Anna, I would say, like, first of all, uh, like, this girl is such a hard worker. Like, it's unbelievable. You know, like, and she she puts all her heart, all her soul into anything that she does. And if you, you know, like, if you talk to any of her students or anybody who has been working before with her, you know, like I'm pretty sure that they will say all the same thing. So it's hard for me to say if we ever failed in something. And if I were to tell honest failure, you know, like years ago, actually 14 years ago, she had her son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at that time, I think like when she gave birth, she thought for a while that she's going to stay home. And she's going to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. She took herself out of the business environment picture, even though she was, uh, at that point, she was uh, actually a VP of the one of the local brewer, uh, breweries in, um, in Russia. Mm-hmm. And she, was, she was only 20 years old, and she was running a beer plant. 21, 21, wow. <laughs> you know, and she took herself out of that work environment. And she, I remember we were talking and she's like, you know what? She's like, I have this little man I need to take care of. So I'm going to stay home and I'm, you know, like I'm going to take it easy and just devote myself to him. And I think that she failed in, you know, like, in just, not being, you know, like not progressing and just being like, just being in the calm environment where she doesn't have to actually progress or actually develop something like she like, I think that, you know, like if I try to put her on a beach for like three weeks with nothing to do, she's going to fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to enjoy it. <laughs> She'll, she needs action. She needs, you know, like, she needs the progress and she needs to, she needs to develop. Mm-hmm. So if that could be, you know, like if that could be called failure, yes, she failed to, to live a calm, stress-free life. <laughs> I think all my family, my parents and she's as well, they felt like they think it's a big fail. For right. Them. I, I was in a different way, you know, I, I felt like, that's type of business not for me i like i'm just a little bit tired of it and probably i was only one who think you know just i have a different future probably that's how i am end up right now in the lash industry (laughs) well yeah and i think that like success is so different for so many people so your family may have wanted you like whenever you decided not to be a stay-at-home mom they probably were just you know, just thinking of it differently. But I'm sure now they're like, wow, okay, I see why she wanted to keep working. She has, you know, such ambition. Finally, they they get it. Mm-hmm. Finally, they get it. But for some people, it was absolutely 
something which they cannot understand because I had a very good, um, wonderful position in company and some people could not understand how I'm with my college degree, university degree, got such amazing position. I just quit and I start in a um, large industry. She had a secured place, secured job, you know, like with great benefits, with great salary and worry-free. It's like it was eight till five. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what eight till five is? God, so long ago, but yeah. <laughs> yes. And then for that moment, we didn't have a lash industry. Mm-hmm. I was the one of the single lash artists and definitely people could not believe in lashes at all, especially as the industry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It was over 10 years ago, guys. Yeah, Yeah, I think this, you know, like, I think this uh, kind of misconception still stands till now. Some people, they don't think that lashes are serious, that this is the business, and this is actually, you know, like, something that you need to pay attention to, and that, you know, there is a lot of... uh, development in this business they they don't take lashes as the industry they still like there's still a lot of misconception thinking then oh it's just a hobby you know like what do you really do for a living mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that you know like through our event we talked to a lot of people who's been in the industry who is you know like who made it their business their family business and they all agree with us that there is a breaking point in the uh, everybody else life where they hear from their family and friends and they're like listen now we understand you are for real you're in real business you're in real world and those fluffy silly lashes that you <laughs> actually you know they mean a lot it's not you know like it's not just uh, it's not just a hobby yeah, I agree. One of my family who is, who is supportive of me now would ask me, when are you going to get a real job? And I mean, I felt like I knew where I was going, but I think it's great for the people that, you know, don't really listen to the outside voices and almost just like listen to their inside, like what's there in their own head and like their ambitions and their dreams and their goals and just like keep fighting for it because look at what happened. Like you guys were ahead of the times and now everyone is trying to do lashes because it's what's popular and it's what's making people money in our industry. And you guys were some of, you know, the first people to open just a lash salon and like have a lash brand even like to have that, you know, really take off is a really big deal. And now everyone is trying to do that, you know? So I think it pays off to kind of just listen to that ambitious voice in your head. And I think it is very important that you surround yourself with people who believe in you and they not necessarily, they don't necessarily have to be your uh, relatives or, you know, like your close friends. Mm-hmm. Another reason why we're doing this event, you know, like for those who needs the support, for those who oh. need another piece of this reassurance that this is real. Yeah you know, like we're, we're in business. This is real. It's not, it's not going anywhere. We're going to be there and we're going to proceed. And, uh, another thing that I can add to this is even now when I get to look at the new spaces, 
for, you know, like for the last salons that I work with the commercial real estate and I talk to business people and they're like, so what do you guys do? And I say, oh, we do lashes and brows. And they're like, do you do nails? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. does only lashes and brows. And they're like, that is it? We're yep. like, yes, this is it. And they're like, and you make money off it? Duh. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I get that one too. So my last question before I let y'all go is any motto or like favorite quote that you live by? Yes, we have a couple of them probably. First of all, never give up. Mm-hmm. This is probably my favorite one. <laughs> and also I would say what doesn't kill us, that makes us stronger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, so like, you know, just favorite models for for life. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, you know, one step at a time, even if it is one step a day that you make towards your goal, towards mm-hmm. your dream, when you look back a year later, you'll see yourself 365 feet closer to yeah. your goal, to your dream than a year ago. So it doesn't matter what you do, keep on keep on moving. You don't have to you don't have to spring to your dream. You you know like you don't always get a boost or a quick ride, but if you have a goal, if you have a dream, keep looking for the like-minded people, keep knocking on those doors. Eventually, you will succeed. And you will find yourself in this state of happiness and in this state of satisfaction with what you have done or have accomplished. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And as I said before, there is still business access tickets available for purchase for the World Series of Beauty, which again is the day before IBS on June 14th in Las Vegas. I will include links in the show notes and I hope to see you all this weekend at the conference or the IBS show. If you haven't heard, I'll have a booth that I'm sharing with Paul and Tessany of the Lashcast podcast and with Tara, aka the Lashpreneur. Uh, So make sure you come say hi. And if I miss you this weekend, we can always look forward to the next episode, which will be out super soon. Thank you.